0: hello everyone and welcome to that's a dumb rule podcast I'm Ben and I'm Greg Greg I'm really excited today because we are on the eve uh, NBA seasons coming around the corner it's still a little bit early but we've yeah. had a lot of conversations over the summer about news lines we've had generational players drafted we've had generational players prolong their career now what looks like they're gonna play till they're 45 like there's right. a lot of stuff going on in the NBA yeah. plus we've got a new, reigning champion in the Denver Nuggets, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. It's cool to see new teams step up, especially when you got a player like Nikola Jokic that, uh, frankly, is more interested in horse racing than basketball, (laughs) and somehow, he's still winning. Um, So with that, this podcast is lightly dubbed the Way Too Early Prediction Podcast, where we're going to be going over some of the awards, we're going to maybe say a couple of our predictions for NBA Finals, and now I will, and I know you have some questions of your own, and I have some notes, I think, that you as somebody that watches the NBA as a commoner and as me, a nerd, mm-hmm. might want to know. So yeah. I made a list for you, and I'm excited to show you that. But Let's do But is there anything you want to jump into right away, or should we just get rolling?
1: Let's get rolling. I'm, I'm excited right to going? hear your list.
0: All right. Well, I have... As a start to the way too early predictions, I think we'll just start with the basics and let me know if you want to dive deeper or lesser into these. You're just like, no, we got to pull out. I don't even want to think about this right now. Okay. The NBA Finals predictions. um, We're going right from the top because a lot of the storylines that I'm fascinated by are not related to the NBA Finals. It's more to do with the playoffs. So I think it's kind of nice to set up a tee of where I think things are going to end and work backwards. So for me, right now, you're going to laugh at me, <laughs> but I have the Boston Celtics versus the Los Angeles Lakers. You're in kidding. My way too early prediction <laughs> notice. Oh, <man>. Yes.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. That came out of left field.
0: Yeah. Well, it's way too early, and I want to <laughs> surprise you. Okay. Um, give, me, give
1: me the reason for the Celtics. Of course. I, of course. I, what I saw from them in the playoffs last year, I'm like, wow, are they going to even be yeah. around? So let's hear yeah. it.
0: My big red flag with them is Joe Missoula. It's their coach. Right. Um. Multiple times this past year, it, they were not coached well. They did not have a good system. But the thing that makes me so fascinated by them is their back is their front court. Excuse me. I almost said their back court. Their back co- court's good too. Right. I love the Drew Holiday move. Yeah. That took the arrow to a different direction because now I would argue they have the best defensive back court in the league. And the East is prim- primarily dominated by a lot of guard play, and those that don't have dominant guard play just got weaker, i.e. the Heat. The Heat have a great forward, but they don't have the same shooting that they used to. They're still a great team. But now you're taking a lot of their rhythmic offense away with this defensive backcourt. I'm really excited to see those two between White Mm. and Holiday. And then I know the center play has been off and on, right? Al Horford, I don't think you're getting the same year out of him. Mm -hmm. But I do – realistically, what came down in my mind is – Okay, Boston is overpowering. They've got great talent all over, but who's their biggest threat in the East? And the answer was quite simple. It was Milwaukee. Milwaukee yep. is Giannis Antetokounmpo, and now they have Damian Lillard. I love that pairing. It's a high-level pick-and-roll offense. But Giannis's biggest threats have always been the Boston Celtics. I trust somebody yeah. like a Tatum and a Brown, and now they've got some other bodies to rotate through. You know, Grant's left, but honestly, I've seen games where Grant looks great and Grant looks bad. So I'm trusting that, you know, the quality of the talent overall and the defensive nature of that team takes over. And hopefully you're able to see something grow because I'm not sure what this Bucks team is going to look like. And they're not just playing for a title. They're playing to keep Giannis around. Right. And we don't always see those end up very well. Right. There's a yeah. lot of other things going into it. Um, hmm. and. You know, it was a tough one. It really was a coin flip between Boston, Milwaukee, and all my notes. Okay. I have them both listed. And really, I came up to the minute before the podcast, <laughs> and this is why it's so early. But I do think Giannis is in for a historic year. Um, now, on the other side, the West was the one I was surprised by because I yeah. went through the bracket, and I was like, okay, the Warriors are really good. And the thing about the Warriors, because I have them on my list as somebody that I could possibly see – I liked the Chris Paul move because he gives them a quality they've never really had before, which is a natural organizer on the court. But the thing is, everyone's just another year older. Klay Thompson kind of had a tough year. Draymond Green had a tough year. You get rid of pool. You come off this roller coaster ride. Um, There's just a lot of weird energy around that team. And I have no other science. I know they're going to be fantastic. I have no other science than there's just something odd about this team. The young guys, they tried to do a soft rebuild, and these young guys aren't rising into the middle. And because of that, you don't have this really talented bench that they're used to leaning on in past years. And now, yes, they won a title not too long ago, but it was with outstanding performances from Andrew Wiggins. Has he been growing into this player, or was this lightning in a bottle? We really don't know. And because of that, I think the Warriors aren't going to make it out into the finals. But I am intrigued by the Lakers simply because... LeBron doesn't have to play the whole season. Yeah. They've got a really, really solid team. They filled out the bench. They paid who they needed to pay. Somehow, no one made a bid on Austin uh, Reeves. Right. I thought San Antonio was going to come yeah. in. And, you know, it was a competitive sport. If somebody offered him hmm. $90 million, the Lakers had to match that. But no one came in and offered him any money. So because of that, they got them at a, a slight discount, not much, but a slight discount, right? Mm-hmm. Enough yeah. that they can still pick up some young talent that are role players that are going to be great. And I think if you can get them into the playoffs, they can rock and roll. They don't need to have a Anthony Davis shooting threes. They have an Austin Reeves, which is a talented creator. You got LeBron James continuing to do what he does. And is motivated. He's going to be 40 here soon. Wow. And this is a guy that's committed to playing into his mid-40s, and he needs more chips. Yeah. So I think this is a team that, not to say it's a rule, but this is something I always look for with NBA predictions is, does the story and the effort match what needs to to push you through, right? Like, the story is the Lakers, they had a really good team last year, shockingly. We just yeah. didn't talk about it because right. Nikola Jokic, like, Went Superman, and right. they just barely got out of those games, the Nuggets. And we didn't think much of the Lakers. They coasted most of the year. And I think this is the year where that plan kind of goes forward. They're going to be able to, yes, coast. They'll probably finish third or fourth in the West, depending. But I think they're going to be really good once again in the playoffs. And then Denver, like it, it was between these three teams, right? Denver was in there. But there's just something off when you lose that many high quality basketball IQ players. And then you bring in a guy like Michael Porter Jr. that I still don't know if you can rely on him. There were moments when you got lucky in the finals where he had to be a scorer and he actually scored. And then same series, Mike Brown would bench him. And so that kind of stuff makes me really nervous. I I think that's a lot going on. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they won it again, but I wanted to throw something new out there. I think the Lakers are the only ones that have the bodies, the size, the speed and the guard versatility to actually keep up with Denver. And I think, when in doubt, lean on the new guy coming in because those old guys have been running around for quite a while. So that's where my head's at right now. It feels like a classic matchup, which makes it feel like it's not going to happen at all. (laughs) Um, But that being said, I really think that the Boston Celtics – They've got a big if hanging over them with center play, mm-hmm. but everything else looks like it's going to be pretty solid. Wow, okay. And then if you go over to the Lakers side, they filled out their roster. They've got a solid point guard. They're not overpaying for him. Yeah. They've got a heat check guy, D'Angelo Russell, that can come off the bench. Yep. They've got Vanderbilt, who's a solid power forward defensive rotating in. He's a really good pick and roll player as well. And then I like the wings that they picked up. Like they've got players. And they're not super expensive. This is a good GM job by Rob Palenka. I'm excited to see that team play.
1: Okay. So that's your finals, which is yeah. really surprising. Let's take a step <laughs> back then. What else What else you got?
0: Yeah, I thought we'd jump right from the finals to MVP. Okay. Um, And my MVP, I decided to rank it in terms of what I thought was most interesting to least interesting. Okay. So these first two, I really have a tough time choosing. I think Giannis is going to be the MVP this year.
1: Oh. That was okay. my number one. Okay. The reason
0: is you're coming off back spasms and a broken back from the playoffs. He gets knocked out with a team that's clearly capable of winning a finals because he's done it a couple years before. I will say Middleton wasn't as healthy and looking as good too. He's a big question mark for the Bucks. We'll talk about him later maybe. But I think this is a historic honest year. He had a very quiet le- year last year s- for him, for him, right? right? But he didn't have his playoffs. And I think he wants to come back with a vengeance on top of this could be the last time we see him as a buck. And now he needs to set the market of, okay, when are we going to get the bidding war started? So there's a lot of opportunity here for him to come in and just be an ultimate, ultimate player. And then on top of that, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. The guy never seems to have a day where he's not competitive. Right. So I'm going to go with him. I think he's going to be interesting, and he has a lot more to do on this team Okay. in terms of the pick and roll and the defensive anchor he has to be because Brooke Lopez, another year older, Serge is not there anymore. Like They need more rim protection. He's going to have to provide it, and I'm sure he will. Um, right behind that is Nikola Jokic. It was a coin flip between the two. The only thing that hurt Nikola Jokic is it's so rare. I believe Larry Bird was the last – three Peat MVP um, wow. the voters hate it I think he'll I think we'll see him play as an MVP he'll be the people's MVP for, for the NBA with the voters they hate that storyline so if it were to come mm-hmm. up it'd be historic It'd be the first thing to happen since 1986 1987 I believe sure um, so I just don't see that happening but I think he needs to be mentioned and then the shocking one I guarantee you you're gonna look at me like I'm crazy. Um, Third place, Shea Gildress Alexander, who finished top five last year in MVP voting. The point guard out of Oklahoma City, I think they make a massive leap this year. I've seen some people put them fourth in the West, third in the West. I don't think they're getting that high. But I think this is going to be a really outstanding team. He was one of the most unguardable players last year by his herky-jerkiness of how he moved. And that was really (laughs) exciting. But he just finds a way to make stuff, right? Right. He's averaging 10.5 free throws a game. He's getting to the line. He's Dang. getting where he needs to be. And now the team is finally rounding out. And we'll talk about Oklahoma City later because I have a bit for them that I want to talk with you about.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but my next one yeah, is Rookie of the Year. Um, I'm looking forward to this Rookie of the Year. Obviously, we need to talk about Victor Wimbanyama. Um, he is not my Rookie of the Year, though. I decided really? to go with somebody that I have loved since the draft. It's not that Victor isn't capable, he's in my top three. I worry about health, especially coming off of that French finals, coming in. He's been playing basketball nonstop through the summer. Right. This body type doesn't wear well right away. I think he's got a lot of growing into his body to do. doesn't mean he's going to get hurt, hurt, but I wouldn't be surprised if, hey, we're going to hold him back for a little bit so we can develop this team, not even load management, but just trainers, right? He has a special foot routine workout he does before every game. Like, this is a guy that needs a lot of room to kind of get moving and I think the NBA is only going to make it harder for him. So I expect him to kind of have a tempered start, but he is—he does win an award for me later. So I promise I'll give okay. Victor his flowers because he's incredible. Right. I had Scoot Henderson. Uh, I knew you were going to say year.
1: Scoot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have Scoot, um, which is probably controversial. Chet has blown up the internet right now looking pretty good. Yep. He's third most likely to win on um, FanDuel Sportbooks right now. I have scoot because of the volume that Damian Lillard trade just changed everything in Portland. And now he's the guy. I think he could average like 14 to 16 points a game right out of the bat because of the energy. I think he's going to have some decent rebounding numbers, surprisingly, okay, right? Sure. he might get about three to four a game, which would be awesome. Yeah. And then the assists will be there, right? It's, it's a young team. They got Deandre Ayton, who's a lob catching big, who wants to do more. That's one of the reasons it seems that he got upset with the Suns. is, he wasn't doing enough. He felt he was more talented than that. So I love a big man, little man, uh, post-to-point guard play game. And I think they're a team that isn't motivated to win this year. It really is to develop Scoot Henderson. Yep. Whereas Victor mm-hmm. Wembanyama, it's about prolonging his career to win titles. Right. I don't think Portland's thinking that way with Scoot Henderson. They're thinking about just getting him up to speed, making him a star as quick as possible so they can fill seats. And I'm going to give it to him with an edge, slight edge, but I, I do think Victor, they're going to be so careful with him. Um, we're just going to hear a lot of, have you seen this Scoot guy? What's yeah. going on with this Scoot guy? I think right. he'll dominate the same way um, Ja dominated after Zion. Yep. And I think it's it, it's only natural because Victor's going to be in our lives mm-hmm. for a really long time. Scoot, you know, you put some true serum in me. I don't know how long he'll be around depending right. on his style of play and his physicality. So um, this is going to be a cool year for the rookies. I'm excited. Uh, right. but I, I know you, I, I, this is why we share too much. <laughs> you would know, you would know I'm a scoot dude. Yep. I love that guy. Yep. Um, sorry, not sorry. We got good <laughs> rookies. Um, the next one, defensive player of the year. Okay. I went with Jaron Jackson Jr. Defending his title. Okay. Um, I had Giannis right in the mix though. I think yeah. this is going to be a big Giannis here. Um, yeah but I didn't have too many other names that popped to mind. Evan Mobley was like my dream. Like I would love to see Evan Mobley, but I don't know if that's going to be the case until they figure out what's going on with his outside jumper. If he develops it, if he doesn't, and if they, if he doesn't develop it, they got to trade Jaron Allen. And you can see, I'm just using if, if, if this, that, then other. And usually when that's coming into the mix this early, it ends up certainly being, he's not going to win it. So I think this is Jaron Jackson's to lose. And, unless it's a Giannis year that just leaps off the pages. Um, I don't know who else comes in. Even Rudy Gobert, it's a weird year with this Wolves team. Are they trading Towns? What's going on? Right. Hopefully it doesn't impact too much on the court, but um, I, I just think Jaron's going to be st- in such a prime position to be valuable. I, I I wouldn't surprise me if he's, you know, getting like three blocks, four blocks a game just in the opening couple of weeks because of the demand that they're going to need, especially with very limited perimeter defense and a whole lot of people that aren't very big fans of the Grizzlies. So right. I think right. it's going to be fun. OK. Um, My last one, uh, I really had a hard time. I struggle with this one above most and. For those at home, I usually get an assignment from Greg, <laughs> like the day of, so it's a quick rush, right? Right. And it's all been fun, right? This is yeah. why we nerd out. Right. But it was most improved player of the year, okay. and I didn't think about doing this one, but in the past couple of years, this has been a really important award. We found a lot of really good players through this. Yes. And we have some really, really strong candidates, and it got hard. Um, so I went to Vegas, basically, to figure out, okay, what are the odds what are some good names that I can choose from? Because Kay. the person I had in mind was Malik Bridges. Okay. I really like Malik Bridges. He's the one on the Brooklyn Nets. I think that he can improve even more than he already has. He had a great end to the last season. And I really just kind of break it down to the KISS. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Yep. Yep. Like he's got a lot of opportunity to be productive. He's a defensive wing that can shoot. And he's got a little mid-game to him, which is fun. And I right. think that'll be good. My second place, though was a big asterisk if Harden's traded Tyrese Maxey because there's just going to be a void, and I don't expect Joel Embiid to play the whole season. I think he'll be dipping in and out of the roster, um, and because of that, I think Tyrese Maxey is in that world. And then after that, Austin Reeves is a long shot just because of my prediction with the Lakers. I think that there are going to be times where LeBron dips out And Austin Reeves becomes this tweener kind of playmaking guard that's really important overall to Darvin Ham's offense. So those are my big three right now. Um, There's plenty more names that deserve to be said, but I'm going to stick to those guys for right now.
1: All right. That's a good list. Uh,
0: Thank you. (laughs) Well, I don't know if you would rather go into my list for you or your list for me, Um, but would you like to get some – little pointers from an MBA nerd that I thought you might like. Sure. Let's hear it right on. Great. So obviously everyone has their own debates about awards. So yeah. I decided to make my own because I'm infallible when there are my own. Rules. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> okay. So this group of awards is called the teams, teams Greg should know awards. Okay. Um, I'm working on the name. Like I said, <laughs> I got the assignment today, but basically this is an award that just highlights certain stories Certain uh, uh, opportunities for teams and players that are key for any fan that is going into this NBA season. You should watch these guys. And Great. I threw in a couple others just because obviously it's a miscellaneous bin. Yeah. But I find them to be awards because I like an award show. I like it. Yeah. Um, my first award is my favorite one. It's called the One Piece Away Team. Ah. Um, and this year's uh, award winner is OKC. All they need is one big bodied center, and I think they're pretty damn close. Okay. Because when you think about it, you got Josh Giddy, who's one of the best rebounding guards in the league, Shea Gilders Alexander, who was in the MVP conversation. You've got multiple wing players, um, Jalen Williams, the small forward, and then Jalen Williams, the power forward. I'll refer to the small forward as j Dub. J Dub's incredible. He yeah. looks like a Paul George kind of player where defensive rangy has a great field of the game. He was the best rookie for the past two months statistically. He's incredible. Okay. And then they're filling out, they get Osman Jang in this year's draft. Osman Jang, he's fine. I'm not too worried about him, but they've got length and they're committing to that, which is going to make them really flexible defensively. Hopefully, if they stayed, you know, defensively minded or just disciplined is the better word I'm looking for. And then you're bringing back a possible rookie of the year in Chet Holmgren. Really, all they need is somebody over 100 or 245 pounds because that's <laughs> the heaviest person they have right now. That's not and very heavy. And when you're heavy. looking at the West, yeah, yeah. it's not very heavy because you're dealing with Nikola Jokic and Anthony Davis. And I would even argue some of these bigger, like a Kevin Durant, sometimes it's nice to run a bigger body out there. Not that yep. they have to be that heavy. Sure. But when you need, you need some size, over 7 feet tall, over 250. I think they're one piece away from being serious because that team from top to bottom, we're not even talking about Dort, Williams like they've got trade pieces everywhere they could go and move for somebody Um, and just for fun uh, to throw a little spice in there if any superstar were to be traded um, our best centers in the league could look at OKC and plug them in right away think of Joel Embiid on that team would that not be a title contender
1: wow interesting Um, okay
0: but there's other players that I'm looking around I really like Jared Allen um, from Cleveland to be traded to OKC, I think it would be awesome if he was there. I'm kind of jumping ahead, yep. but this is just for the point of OKC is really exciting. The I team. have them finishing around fifth um, yeah. in the West and at best. And then at worst, I see them making the playoffs either way. And I think that they're the kind of team no one wants to match up against. They're like the Spurs a couple years ago after they started winning titles, they became more kingmakers than right. they were title winners. And I think this Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City team is going to be really good because that backcourt is incredible. Their wing depth is incredible. Like They're built the way you want a team to be built to win titles. They just need a big body in the middle with some talent. Um, and thankfully, there's plenty of those guys going around. So watch OKC to make some moves. All right. Um, After that, I have the Don't Believe the Hype team. Ah, I Which love this I one. had a, a very controversial take. I went with the Suns. Um Mm, the Suns. (laughs) Okay. Why don't why shouldn't I I believe the hype? So the Suns now um I will say this, they get brownie points because they just donated um satellites and antennas and they've made their games free for everyone in Phoenix. And that's in goal to I think it's a great business idea because now everybody can watch the Suns. You have more possibilities for fans. So the Suns, A-class organization, way to go. I love what they're doing. Love that owner. He's from Michigan. Way to go, my man. Um, But on top of that, I'm really worried about this depth on this team. You've got a great three in Bradley Beal, Booker, Durant. That's incredible. But when you make a trade for Nurkic and you make a trade, I'm trying to remember uh, a couple of the other guys here. I have a list here, but I'm trying to find it. But basically Nurkic, the only thing positive that they said in the Dame trade is he's a great screener. That he hasn't played a full season <laughs> in like four and a half years. All they had was he's a screener and he's routinely been played off the floor in playoff scenarios. That is not what you wow. need when you're going up against somebody like an Anthony Davis or Nikola Jokic at the highest peak. And even if you do make it to the finals, who's he guarding when you're coming out of the West? He needs to play on the perimeter, and he is not that good on the perimeter. He's a big body. But he doesn't have a real pace and space that you need to play in the playoffs, especially in the West. Right. So I'm right. worried about that. I'm also worried that they do not have a high quality bench. The only guy I like on their bench is Eric Gordon, um, who is coming off the Clippers. He's a great shooter, but he's more of what they already have. They don't have a lot of, you know, this diversity of team. Right. You need your your grease man, right that guy that's going to get dirty, that's going to make the plays happen, even though he's not scoring. You're going to need the pure rebounder. Where is that guy on this roster? It's tough to find these roles. Everyone's kind of standing in the same place, and I don't think that's going to be able to last a playoff berth. I think they'll be fine in the regular season. Don't get me wrong. They'll be awesome to watch. But I think when you get into the playoffs, all of a sudden you're going to have to start talking about, like, wow. I mean, can we get better spacing for Booker and Beal? Because they're looking for the same shot. You know, and Durant, right. he's going to have to protect the rim, and we found out that's not going to work. He had to do that in Brooklyn. And Brooklyn blew up just as quickly as anything else. So I am worried about this team. And I think that they're going to be a storyline throughout the year, um, especially with the Bradley Beal money, the Durant money, the Booker money, the Gordon money, and nowhere to spend on a bench. Mm-hmm. The only thing that makes this more enticing is Matt Ishbia, the new owner, Yep. if he just goes... F it. I'm spending as much money as I want. I'll pay the tax. I'll do whatever I want to make and win a championship. And if that happens, I mean, we might see one of the highest payrolls ever in the NBA on the eve of another salary cap bump. So this is going to be a weird team, and it could become a weirder team for the next decade, even without any of the players on this roster. So I find this to be fascinating, but don't believe the hype. I don't (laughs) think they're going to be a championship team this year. Because they really weren't a championship team last year. Okay. You know, we were still figuring it out. So, yeah. I think that this is a really weird one. But, again, way too early predictions. Right. So, if I'm wrong, I just am going to be like, what's up? Way too early <laughs> predictions. <laughs> there you go. Um, my next award is one that is a little close to home for me. Um, but I wanted to have a conversation about this. Because we've had this conversation in the past of teams that are basically going nowhere fast. And... They're not the first pick in the draft. They're not winning a title. And it doesn't seem like they want to be either of those things. Right. So I call this award the Limbo King, okay. the teams that are not a title threat, but they're not a lottery pick either. And this year's award goes to the Chicago Bulls, oh, um, my okay. beloved hometown team currently. Yeah. I'm learning how to love them at least. <laughs> um, I'm worried about the Bulls, and a lot of, a lot of guys are right now. Right. Between DeMar DeRozan, um, who's a tremendous player, but he's not going to get you over that playoff hump, I, I just don't see this team winning around in the playoffs, and I'm even a little bit scared that they might not make the playoffs at all with injury at risk. Oh. Um, that being said, I still have them making the playoffs at current state, but the East is full. Like there's some really good teams. Right. like Orlando is really a nice team. Um, I mean, even when you look, like the worst team I have right now, I believe is Charlotte. And even Charlotte's got some serious... Like, in two to three years, we should be expanding the league. It's without question. We're ready. There's guys everywhere. Yeah, when you go through those rosters, there's guys. And there's guys that are on the bench that you look at and you're like, wait. Like a Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann is an incredible, like, shooter. And all of a sudden, you might not see him play for two weeks because they don't need him. Or Pritchard on the Boston Celtics, you know, now he'll be playing more. But the past couple years, he'd be in and out. He's a great heat check kid, like... Mm-hmm. Where is he? Yeah. We've got enough players to expand. But the Bulls, unfortunately, have just made these really odd deals. And it's the story for the past three or four years. So this feels kind of like an easy dig. And I don't mean for it to be. But I just think that this is a team that people need to rotate around and go, okay, watch these pieces. Because when they finally decide to break it up, there's some interesting guys on this roster. Zach Levine has a really weird contract. And he could go to a couple teams. I would love to see him in like a Charlotte or a place where he could just reset. He's got a p- great point guard. He doesn't have to be a prime creator. Um, you got Vucevic on this team as well, which seemingly kind of brought a lot of the Bulls financial woes down even further, but he's a great center. Um, is he going to win you a, a playoff round? Probably not. He's just a really working class, high volume center. And then you look at like a Patrick Williams and all these other Alex Caruso Alonzo ball is out this year. So there's a lot going on on this team that I'm worried about. So, prayers to them. Okay. I love my Chicago teams right now. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I felt that it had to be recognized that this is a team we're going to talk about a lot that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Uh,
1: and, um, that's, and honestly, that's a tough spot to be for a team. You're not good yeah. enough to make the playoffs, but you're not bad enough to get some good picks, right? Exactly. What do you do? Exactly. Yeah. Right.
0: It's so brutal. so If you see a Bulls fan, shake their hand, give them a hug, (laughs) buy them a sandwich. I don't know. Like, help them out. They're good people. Yeah, yeah. Ask them about Connor Bedard. Do something (laughs) else. Like, anything. There you go. (laughs) Please. Um, uh, We're coming around the final stretch. This next one, I think you're going to love this award. It's called the Location, Location, Location Award, and it's for the next superstar to be moved. Ooh. Um, Okay. Yes. So I had a couple thoughts on this, and the main thing was, okay, there's a lot of movement in the NBA in general. Right. So when I say superstar, I mean superstar. Like you add them, you are a title contender. Okay. So when I look at somebody like Harden, I do not consider him a superstar Mm -hmm. anymore. Okay. Anymore. Fair enough. He's a star. He's a star, and he, he deserves that. But I don't see him in the same light that I see 2016 Harden. And I think most people can kind of sure. look at that the same way. Yeah, So I believe this it. gets hard. This yep. this gets really hard. Um, I have a list of stars to be moved later, and we'll talk about that. Um, but my most likely to be moved superstar, I don't have one for the coming year, but I have one immediately after the finals. It's Joel Embiid. Um, oh. I believe this is probably going to be a pretty big year for the Sixers. The talents dropping off. You're seeing their drafts aren't going exactly to plan. They traded away a couple of their best defensive players, especially Ty- um, oh, I almost said Tyrese Maxey. But let's talk about Tyrese Maxey, right? <laughs> this go. new point guard coming in. Sure. Uh, I love what he's doing right now, but I just don't think that's enough to hold Embiid. He's clearly been flirting with the New York uh, Knicks. Miami would certainly love him because you know what? They missed out on Dame, and that's Miami's M.O. They always go after the next guy. If they can't have Giannis, they want Embiid. And with my prediction, I think Giannis is going to be just fine. I think he's going to really ball out this year. So I think it's going to be Embiid. I would love to see him go to OKC. I don't know if he'll do that. Um, the only hope is he played wow. at Kansas. He knows the area. Yeah. But I think if he went there, that's a hell of a team when you're able to put that much shooting around him and he can just worry about playing post, right. do a couple of mid-range games, and you got great guard play that can get you the ball. I love that team for him. We'll see if it works out. Okay. And they are a team that can trade for him. They have yeah. that many picks. They have that many contracts. They can make stuff happen. Um, Just wishing it into the world. But I think Joel Embiid's going to be a great spot. Um, Also, runner-up is Trey Young. It was hard between the two of them. Trey Young, I don't consider him a superstar. Okay. But I do consider him a high-volume name that people would go, that's a big deal. Right. Um... So he's in the tier just below there with the Hardens of the world, right, where you're like, whoa, I need to check out ESPN and see what's going on. Right. Um, and then my final award list, um, which I'm kind of bleeding into already, is players I wish would just be traded. Um, oh, this, okay. My winner of the year is Javante Murray, uh, and he is the off-ball guard and point guard for the Atlanta Hawks i think atlanta would rather keep him over trey young it seems that way when he is on the court team passes 30 percent more assist rates are up as well as scoring so clearly he's kind of the lifeblood of a lot of offenses but um i don't know if it's a fever dream or maybe it's just me working both sides of the mm. candle and burning them down yeah i would love to see him on sacramento that was my dream team for him um same situation with De'Aaron fox and him two tweeny long guards um But Sacramento's got a really nice team. That's just a fever dream of mine. But Mm -hmm. I really like Murray. I think he needs to be in a better spot. They need to make a decision between him and Young here soon. I guess this can double up as trade Young or trade Murray. Whichever one gets me DeJounte Murray by himself, I'm feeling a lot better about. Sure. So that's what I got right now. Um, And then I have, as many award shows do, the In Memoriam. Um, But in this case, let's just remember a couple good stories that is going to just kind of come over the rest of the season. Okay. Denver's really good, worried about health, Yep. and I talked about that already. Um, Milwaukee not only needs to win to justify the Dame trade, but to keep Giannis, that's going to be a big point this year. Okay. The Suns uh, have made the, may have the best big three in the game, but depth is hideous. <laughs> Watch that. They did not win the Dame trade, and I guarantee you we're going to be crawling into Christmas, and people are going to be like, that was an awful move by them. Um, Boston's defense is going to be a big story. Missoula's on the clock. I wouldn't be surprised if they reshuffle the deck with coaches halfway through the season. But I do think that this is going to be a year. We could even see Brad Stevens, the former coach, come out of the office. There's Anything's on the table. The coaching staff for the Celtics will be huge. Wow. And then my final thing is Wembe, Wembenyama will be the next best clip star since Blake Griffin took over Twitter. Meaning <laughs> we're going to see Wembenyama – Every single day doing oh something man. we've never seen before. He just did in the preseason a steal on Jalen Williams of the Oklahoma City Thunder, where his one foot was like on the three point line, the other foot was like in the free throw <laughs> zone, and he just like <laughs> leaned over and stole the ball. And Jw was like, "What
1: the heck is this?"
0: <laughs> so I think this is going to be a really cool year if you're on like TikTok or something. And then my <laughs> final one, we already talked about it. OKC is probably going to be one of the biggest talking points of the year there will be a surprise. I think they'll make the playoffs, and I do think they have a chance to make the conference finals, though they probably won't win a title. Um, okay. So that is my list wow. of way too early predictions. I um, like it. Like I said, yeah. with only a day's notice, but I had a good time.
1: <laughs> there you go. I love it. No, Those are some now, aggressive picks.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, i got to make you sweat. Right. Um. Got to have something to talk about, too, when we get into January. Yeah. But I was told uh, you have a list. I do. Of... Haymakers, you're going to throw at me. I
1: do. I have I have some stuff I'm going to throw at you. And some of these you've touched on, and that's fine. And just, okay. to, just to bring everyone up to speed, um, the NBA season starts October 24th. So we're about two weeks out or yeah, about 10 days out or so. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a lot can happen. Obviously, it's a long season. We've argued before, and we won't get into it too much this podcast, but should the NBA start the season later? Do, do these games yeah. even matter until you get into January? That's for another yeah. time. But um, yeah. always something to keep in mind that this is, it's, it's, a, it's a baseball season. It's not a football season, right? It's, it's long, and you have to manage it. So I'm going to start, and I just want you to give me yes or no answers. I, I have the top 20 draft picks from this year. Okay. I'm gonna go from uh, from twenty to one. Actually, I'm okay. no, I'm gonna go from one to twenty. You tell me is that player a starter on the team they're on this year? Okay. Here we go. Gotcha. Number one, Wemby. Yes. Uh, Brandon Miller. Yes. Scoot Henderson. Absolutely. A- Amen Thompson.
0: Uh, with the Rockets, yes or no? He isn't. They okay. picked up a backcourt this year. I bet he comes off as a six-man, and I bet they rotate him in as an off-guard. So, okay. no. Interesting. Not a full-time starter. Okay,
1: number four pick. Not starting. That's a little interesting. Yeah. All right, number it's five. It's a good pick, though. Yeah. Asar um, uh, Thompson?
0: Uh, yeah, Asar. Um Asar. That's a start? hard one. I, I'm going to say yes. I bet they play two guards. I bet it's um him and Ivy playing two shooting guards on the floor at the same time because I don't know who their small forward is.
1: Okay, now the number six overall pick, Anthony Black.
0: Yeah, I didn't like this pick. I don't think he starts. I think they bring him off the bench, and I think what they do is they rotate him into different games to give new looks, but he's not a full time starter.
1: Wow, okay. Um, Bilal Kulibi, oh, yeah? <laughs> from the uh, <laughs> traded to the Wizards. Is he a starter?
0: Yeah. Um, I think they start him. I think they start him this first half of the year. <clears throat> Um, I think he struggles coming out of the gate and they play with his minutes, but I think overall he'll start more games than he sits.
1: Okay. The Pacers then got Jairus Walker. Tell me about him. Yeah. is he starting? Is Do they I, need him?
0: I think they're going to use him as an energy man. He's got a high quality. I think they'll start him like the first couple, maybe like a month and a half in and they'll start starting him here and there, but think of him, um, similar to like a John Sally, on uh the bo- or on the bad boys like he comes off he rebounds he blocks shots I don't know what position he plays I know we kind of talked about that a while ago like I really struggle to figure out where he's going to be um and I think they will too I think this is going to be a tough freshman year for him
1: Okay how about uh the Jazz drafting Taylor Hendricks good pick he's for them? going to the bench and I I, see. I
0: yeah I think he goes to the bench I think they stock him away I think they develop him um, Which is kind of work on them,
1: and that's not a bad thing either. If no, a team can afford to talent. do that, yeah, if they have great talent, okay.
0: Um, yeah, I bet the Jazz trade some players in a year, year and a half, and then he becomes more part of it. Um, okay. But for right now, I think they stash him.
1: Okay, next up, the Thunder got Casein uh, Wallace.
0: He's not starting, but he swung me to put Oklahoma City above the line. Ah. I saw him in that preseason. He's insanely competitive, and okay. he defends like crazy. Good. Watch him for being an un- underrated. Like, all of us nerds are going to be like, "Did you say Wallace the other night?" Like, I didn't know what to make of him coming out. I feel terrible that I didn't know. Like, he might be my biggest miss. Okay. I think he's going to be really good. Nice. Um, or at least really good for what he's capable, right? Of defensive, competitive, adding energy. He looks like a mini Drew Holiday, but we'll press the brakes on calling him the Holiday kid. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think he's coming off the bench. And I, I bet you they play him at an off-guard quite a bit with uh, Shea Gildress if they have any trouble with their guards in the back. So, yeah, he can he can do some damage. He'll play, but he won't start.
1: Okay. Now, the next pick was the Magic. You didn't like their first he, pick. How about their second one, Jet Howard? I, this one was weird, too, in the moment. I mean, I
0: thought they would have probably taken Grady Dick because he's a more natural shooter. Yep. And Jet, I don't really know okay. what to make of him. He wasn't even the best player on the Michigan team. Mm. Um,
1: Why did they draft him? I don't. We don't know. <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I think they liked
0: I think the like the only thing that I can kind of put into my head, obviously it's been months since we were talking draft daily, so I'm kinda of fuzzy. Right. Is w- the Mahomes element. This kid grew up in a locker room. Yeah. His yeah. dad was an NBA player. Like he yeah. knows his way around. Could be. you can almost guarantee and especially with Orlando, you've had your share of knuckleheads come through there right. that haven't really planned or landed the way you want. Like you know he's gonna be a pro. And he's a shooter. Um, is he the best shooter you could have gotten there? No. Is he the most professional? I don't know. <laughs> um, but we'll see. I think he. I think they experiment with him. I bet they try to start him in a shooting guard role here and there, um, and then they try to play Franz and. Um, I almost said Hans and Franz, Franz Wagner, <laughs> and then Paolo Bancaro. Right. I bet they play them like point forward, so they just load the floor with whatever guards they have, and then they run Wendell Carter Jr. down the middle. And I bet he starts a couple of games, but I, I mean, I feel like he's going to start because I really am so confused by this. I feel dumb <laughs> saying he won't and just leaning into my laurels like – I didn't think this was going to work anyway, and now they got him, so I'm going to assume they know what they're doing. Well, so we'll, I guess, sure, they'll we'll start. will find out
1: in two weeks. So. Yeah, I guess so. All right, next up, number 12, the Mavs picked up Derek Lively. Mm-hmm. Good pick? I I think he won't
0: start right away. I think he'll start later. Okay. I think he's a springy center. Um, He's not as great of a 12th pick as I would have liked. But he's had his adversity, and I think really what they need is a lob catcher. I think this Dallas Mavericks team is going to have a tough season. Uh, I think between the Kyrie trade and um, their pressure with Luca, people have forgotten Luca can leave. He's coming up on some times where he can dip out at any point, and they haven't had consistent center play. I mean, they've played Powell more times than not, who's a nice center, not a great center. He's not a natural center. He's more of a power forward. Um, and he's limited there. So I, I don't really know what to make of this team. And instability usually causes poor rookie years and sophomore years for players. And True. Um, unfortunately, Lively kind of fits the bill for both of those, especially with his year that he had in college. He's All not right. consistent, so I think he'll probably come off the bench.
1: All right. Uh, Raptors, Grady Dick, does he play? Does he start?
0: Um, I think they use him like a sixth man. Kay. I think they roll him in there. They use him like a J.J. Um, Redick and they pull him off and maybe start him in a couple games if the matchup's right. But he's got a lot to learn on defending. Like he, He's he got a lot of room he needs to improve, and that team's known for having Swiss Army knives, right, from Pascal right. Siakam to OG Ananobi, who's a great defender. Um, and then you also have Scotty Barnes. Like I don't know where he fits. And then they picked up Dan- Dennis Schroeder. I think he's more filler on the bench, and they got wealthy. Like, rich get richer. They sure. got a nice group of young players, but – they're also in a limbo area. I'm not really sure where they're going. Um, it seems like Sy or uh, Missouri is trying to figure out exactly what to do next. And I wouldn't be surprised if they traded, like, for the right price, they traded Pascal Siakam. They've been trying to move off OG and Anobi all the time. So if they do that, yeah, Grady Dick's going to start. But as the team's constructed today, he's not a starter.
1: Okay. let's. I'm going to throw the last six at you here, or seven at right you. Right Jordan Hawkins, <laughs> Kobe, Bufkin, Kante George, Jalen Hood, Jamie, uh, J- oh Hamiakis, yeah, yeah Hamiakis, <laughs> <Jr. laughs> uh, no fun. Brand- Brandon uh, yeah, and yeah. then Cam Whitmore. Do any of these guys start, or is this two, Cam? Two? Cam, I does. think Cam Woods. Okay, uh, yeah,
0: I really like him, and I think that team is just odd enough, right? They got all these guards, they have a great center in Shingun. I don't really know who a small forward would be for them, right? They've got great guard play. I mean, Dylan Brooks could play the small forward, but I, I think this team, like, I- if I were to look at them, I, I bet Cam Whitmore starts more than we think. Mm. Um, It's a long shot, right. but I really liked him. Excuse me. <clears throat> I really liked him in uh, the G League. I thought he played well. And I think that he has a really valuable role. He's a very talented player. He was my biggest fall, if you remember in the draft. Like he fell dramatically. Yes. And I think he's a great talent. Like he's he's big, he's physical, he can shoot outside, he's not consistent outside, but he's just good enough that he's dangerous. And then when he drives, he's a problem. And then on top of that, you've got a very thin Jamari Smith Junior who's gonna play what I think he's gonna be great. He's he was definitely a consideration for most improved. Um But you need a little physicality on the wing. And I think that he fits that bill. I think naturally this team is going to lean on him a little more than we think um, because they always have needed a physical player. And Ime Adoka is the coach of this team. He loves physicality and defense. And I think this is a kid that he'll probably be yelling at a lot, but he'll be yelling at a lot because he expects quite a bit out of him, and he's a talented kid. So he's one of the only guys with the physicality to guard a lot of the common NBA tweeners like our Paul Georges, our Kawhi Leonard's, LeBron James's um seems funny as a rookie but i mean i don't know who else would do it
1: okay all right so those are the rookies or the yeah the top 20 rookies uh drafted i was gonna say graduated yeah.
0: <laughs> okay it's funny to see and i yeah. i bet you we'll come back through this list next year and right. maybe a quarter of those names won't be playing on their teams anymore That's so weird like we're gonna see some heads roll i mean how hawk is junior i'm excited to see i i'm really high on him coming out of college but he does hit a lot of boxes of not landing because the shooting isn't developed as you want right. for the role he needs to fill. He would be that grease man, and he's have, gonna have to be tremendous to stay in the league, which he could. You know, there's a lot of guys that do that. You know, but he reminds me of some of these older players like a Dave DeBuscher or, yeah. <laughs> or you know, like these guys that are just throwing themselves at the hardwood. Um, and we'll see if he does it. But uh, he's one guy I would keep an eye on. I really like him as a player um but i do worry about him the heat seem to really like him so you hope that's a match made in heaven
1: okay moving on here now All right. there's 30 teams in the nba i want you to tell me one team that is the most improved that doesn't mean they make the playoffs or win the nba championship but the most improved team which one is it
0: um i'm going to try to stay away from okc um cuz i don't think they improved that much i think they still are good they get better okay um I mean, I, I personally think the Rockets are the most interesting team right now to watch because they go from chaos to maybe one of the strictest coaches we've had in years, Zanima Right. I don't really know if they're going to be, like, fantastic, but I think when you look at them, it's going to feel like night and day. Um ferouk Shingun is good. Like, he's really good. And he was not their highest draft pick that year. Um, and he's going to become a real focal point, and he's a problem inside. You know, it's, it's honest to say. Jabari Smith, I think, improves. I think defensively he's getting a little bit better. Um, he's stretching out a little more comfort, uh, comfortably. He had a great preseason coming in. It's clear he's taking steps to get better. I hope he becomes a focal point in a pick-and-roll or pick-and-pop offense. It seems that way because they pick up Fred VanVleet, who's a grown-up, who's coming into that right. and taking the ball away from a Kevin Porter Jr. and a Jalen Green. Not that those guys aren't talented, but they're not point guards. They're looking for themselves. They're score first guys, so I really like the addition and even the Devin or the Dylan Brooks. I mean, he's a dog, but he's Ime's kind of guy. Right. Um, and Ime basically halted the Harden trade for Harden to come back to Houston. Right. I think that this is just a team that's making slightly better decisions <laughs> than they're used to. Sure. And we're going to start seeing a trend up. I don't think it'll be dramatic, but they've got good ball players here. Okay. And they're young and they're smart and they're getting better. Um, the other team, it feels like a repeat and a layup is uh, Orlando. I think Orlando continues to get a little bit better. Okay. Franz Wagner's a great small forward, power forward. Pablo Bancaro, you know, selected to the men's team, didn't do as well um, for um, the qualifiers, but is a good player and can play make. I think he'll be really good too um, and could surprise us. They're always – those are the two teams I would say. If they make the playoffs, we'd be like, whoa. But at the same time, we can kind of see the pieces are adding up. Like these are teams that have been bad long enough to figure out what's going wrong, and now they're figuring out how to do it right.
1: All right. So flipping that around, which team – is is Mm. on the decline. Which team unimproves the most, right? (laughs) Which team slides? And it could be be any team, but yeah, what do you think?
0: My gut, and I hate saying this because they were one of my favorite teams to watch last year, is the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks! Yeah, I... So, you know how we're talking about the Giants right now and Daniel Jones just came off a career year. He's crushing it. But then we started talking like, why are they so bad? And the reality is, like, well, they just schemed a lot of stuff out, and Daniel had a great year, but he's telling you who he is. Like, He's been pretty bad most of his career, not to crap on Giants fans. We (laughs) love New York, but that's the thing, right? Sometimes when people tell you who they are, believe them, and sometimes they have moments that you're like, wow, that was impressive, but it doesn't mean that's all of who they are. I think the Knicks had a really good year last year. I think Brunson's a true all-star guard, and they picked him up, but they're not sold on Randall. I am mm. worried about Randall. Okay. I think they traded away a couple of pieces that you know were good moves, um, but I just don't really understand. Like they clearly are waiting for the next big superstar, the front office, and the team seems to know that too. You know, RJ Barrett is not the guy. Um, Brunson's a guy, but we we basically what I'm trying to say is they've got really good pieces, but it seems that the team, the coach, and the front office all want Joel Embiid or they want Devin Mitchell, or they want somebody, Giannis even. And they've been publicly saying this for about two and a half years. When you constantly are saying, we need this to win, I think that's a dead ringer for they're going to slide back, and I just don't trust Randall. I mean, they've gotten so lucky with Randall last year, but he loves to shoot one of seven from three. And I just don't think that's going to be a good thing. And it's clear in some of those games, the locker room dips on him, And I just don't really know if you can – to whatever spirit is in the sky right (laughs) that they're gonna make it another year like this I just think it's too much of a chemistry experiment when they've clearly thought about trading him when they've clearly wanted to replace those minutes and when they've clearly talked about trading some of their more valuable assets to try to get guys that the front office likes like Kentucky boys and some of the guys they used to agent for so I I'm that's my gut that's one of the groups I'm going for I still think they'll be fine but they're not going to be the Knicks that were last year. I think we're going to see a lot of very angry New Yorkers this year, and um, (laughs) it's sad. It's (laughs) It's a little sad sad. because I love the Knicks. The NBA is better when the Knicks are good.
1: Right, right. There are a few teams that fall into that category, and the Knicks are one of them. So, okay, I have in my hand here, moving on, I have eight names, and these are all superstars. And Mm. I want you to tell me which of these eight, or it could be any or all of them, uh, do not make it through the season. In other words, they get hurt um, oh, or they okay. they get benched, which I can't imagine, but you never know. Happens. All right, um, it does happen. So first on my list, Kevin Durant. What do you think? Mm. Does he make I it through the season? He,
0: I think he does make it through the season. I think he has a couple games where, you know, he has like a, a calf strain or something like that where he's slowing it down a bit um but he had every piece of bad luck last year and he has got nothing but time to get healthy and he's revved up to go for the season i think what he does is he he does the typical manager moment and uh just really leans on the younger guys you know he's got devin booker he can ride off of i think he makes it through the season i think we don't see him all 82 games right but i bet he plays like 56 60
1: okay okay lebron james
0: I don't think he makes it all the way through the season. I think he load manages, um, or he legitimately just, you know, hips, shoulders, something. Something. Something pops up, because this team is built for him to take time off. And I think when the team starts telling you that, it's like I just said. Like, when they tell you who the name is, believe them. This team is built to allow LeBron to take time off.
1: Perfect. Okay. How about Jabberant?
0: Um, I, well, he's going to be suspended for the first 25 games. He so I'll is. give you, okay. uh, like, we'll talk about like everything after. Right. I think he does make it. I think that we're, we're going to see like a what Russell Westbrook situation where he's good until he's not like all of a sudden he'll have two injuries in back-to-back seasons. Mm. And then we see a different kind of player. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because it's exciting. But I, I would think that, um, I'd be more scared. Let me put it this way. I'd be more scared of him doing what Michael Jordan did where he plays pickup five-on-five in <laughs> a gym and no one knows where he right. is and he gets hurt doing that. Like That's yeah. what I'm more concerned about is right. that when he's not in the facility, they're not able to manage Could him. Like imagine. That's what I'd be more scared yeah. of. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. How about Kyrie Irving?
0: I don't think he makes it all the way through the season. He hasn't done it in, gosh, I bet seven years. Seven.
1: I was going to say seven or eight years for sure. Yeah,
0: It's it's been a while, and I think he is quietly – most likely to ask out once things go crazy. Like, I just, I mean, he behaved himself and he played well in Dallas. And it's not like I dislike Kyrie. I yeah. like him. He's a great player. He seems like a great human being. He's made a lot of really helpful strides up here in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, but it's very clear that he approaches business very differently than the NBA kind of expects of its players and players expect of themselves. Right. And because of that and his personal life choices that he he – He likes to float. That's what he is, and we can't hate him for that. But I just don't think Dallas was what he wanted or what he intended. And he kind of said that. That surprised me
1: a little bit, a lot, actually. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it was just get him out. And he was like, Dallas is the only one that's willing to extend me and give me money, and he'll take that. But I really do think, like, he was ready to exercise some demons with LeBron and and be a Laker. Yeah. I think that he's still he's a dreamer, and that's what we love about him. But I think yeah. dreamers tend to dream, and he'll move on to something new, and that always stirs drama.
1: Okay, next on my list, Giannis. Does he oh, make it through? Yes. Okay. I,
0: think he's, yeah, I think he's here. I think this is one of his best years. I think with the pick-and-roll help and Damian Lillard, I think the offense almost looks like electric. This might be one of the best offenses he's ever been a part of. As long as Damien stays healthy. Damien's a different story. Right, right. Um, I hope Damien makes it through the full season. But I think Giannis, um, those playoffs were rough on his body. They were. With back. They were. And I think that he has had a lot of time to get back. And I also think he'll ramp up. I think he'll be more, like, once we get past Christmas, you're going to see him really throw a different gear on there. Um, I'm really interested to see Chris Middleton. Because I think what Chris Middleton does, excuse me, I think what Chris Middleton does for this team, if he can continue to shoot consistently, both mid-range perimeter and shot create, um, that takes a lot of physical pressure off of Giannis um, because he doesn't have to guard the centers as much, right? They have to be worried about these guys spacing and pacing and moving around the offense. So he gets to float a little bit more, which is what we're accustomed to seeing him almost take two steps and dunk it every time. Right. if Chris Middleton goes down and even Damian Lillard, I know we're playing if and if and if kind of a game. Right. But I really think Giannis is going to be just fine. It comes down to if the players around him go down um, for long stretches of time and he has to play cover all. Right. Um, because that's when we've seen him dip in years. Yep.
1: All right. Next on my list, Joel Embiid.
0: Yeah. I don't think Joel makes it the full season. Really? I, I think, yeah. I, Too much I wear and just,
1: tear or what?
0: Yeah, I mean, he just won an MVP, and he didn't really seem like he was going to make it to the end of the season
1: last year either, you know? Like,
0: it really was the year of Joel's MVP. Like, they just wanted to get it done so badly, and it feels like we really haven't talked about him since he won it. Like, this is one of the most hollow MVP years that I can remember, Mm -hmm. and it's weird to think that way because he was incredible. But we just—it was Jokic's year. Like yeah. Jokic is the MVP of this year to so many of us. Right. But they never wanted to give it to him three years in a row because otherwise he'd be on the same level as like a Larry, Larry Bird yeah. or Kareem. Like his his career just skyrockets above some of the other guys that have been here longer. Um, which he probably is better. We you know that's that's something we have to consider. But I, I think with Joel. I'm worried about his feet at all times. <laughs> like I, I always am scared. Yeah, Every time he right. seems to fall down, I get worried. He's got the Anthony Davis, where when he falls over, I'm like, <gasps> stop. <laughs> like Somebody get him an ice pack. <laughs> Where's Shaq with the Icy Hot? <laughs> you know, like this kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> That's right. where my head yeah. goes. So I, I do worry about him in a lot of situations. And I do think this hardened wear and tear, I wouldn't even be surprised Call it a hot take. I wouldn't be surprised if he just takes mental days. Like where he's just yeah. like, I have been, the Knicks are calling me, the Heat are talking about me. You know, I, I'm now playing for Team USA. Yeah. He was born in Cameroon, raised in France. Now he's a U.S. citizen. Wow. He's got a lot going on. And like when I heard he was announced for the Olympics, I was kind of like, is he going to make it to
1: the Olympics? Right. Yeah. Like,
0: are we going to have him? And God bless him. I hope we get him. But I do worry about his health. I think that you can clearly tell the 76ers are worried about his health because if they weren't, they'd be handling this Harden thing very, very differently, yep. and they wouldn't be willing to pass out contracts to Tobias Harris or you know think about extending Maxi or you know trade away you know all of these players. I just they're always nervous. They got Jimmy Butler in a heartbeat because they were like, we got to make sure we use this window. And, unfortunately, I think the Joel Embiid window is closing, and I think it's going to end probably within the next two and a half years.
1: Okay. Well, speaking of that, um, James Harden, does
0: he make it through? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. I think think he's routinely had problems with his hamstrings. I think he's going to have a problem with it. We've seen the twitchiness of his game go away, and he tries in moments to re-emulate that, but it's not working. Um, I don't think he makes it the full season, and that's not related to the drama happening right now. Right. You know, he's reporting for camp, which is good. It means he protects his free agency for last for next year. Right. Um, he would have lost that if he didn't report. So he he's not in a great position to negotiate, and he can't necessarily tank the season right. because he needs to be traded. He needs to be seen as value. So right. I think if he does get hurt, it'll be legitimate. But I worry about his hamstrings.
1: Okay, next on my list, Anthony Davis.
0: I now, think AD he, I has think, a good year. I
1: think he needs to stay healthy to help LeBron. Right? Fair enough. I think you're right. Okay.
0: I, I do. I think that this is. I think this is like AD light, you know, like yeah. a Coors light, like a couple <laughs> less calories. <laughs> yeah. I think this is the year where they say, "All right, AD, we just want you roaming the paint. You don't need to be shooting as many threes. You don't need to be a focal point. Let Reeves do that. Let Bron do that." Let our outside perimeter shooters do that. We got Gabe Vincent, who's a shot creator. Like, he doesn't need to be the same number two that we've asked him to be in past years. We still want him to be a two. More of a support player. Exactly. I think like a glorified role player. You know, like a Draymond Green, where you do the things you do very well, you do exceptionally well. Right. And if you're not a great three-point shooter, don't worry about shooting threes. We don't need you to do that. Right. Right. But I do think that. You know, a couple years ago they were talking about how he gets hurt all the time and tried to bulk up, and that almost made him worse. Right, right. Right, that he's he's put too much weight on his frame, and his frame's not used to that. Yep. So I I think that this is a year where we probably see him go out like twice for like three weeks at a time, but he makes it to the playoffs, and he plays well. Okay. You know, and that's what you can hope for.
1: All right. And the last name on my list is Jokic. Does he have a great year again?
0: Yeah, unless it's – something bizarre like i don't know what it is but i always think of him as like i worry less about him his overall health it's more like i'm just gonna jump right to it because i'm gonna sound crazy his hands
1: Hmm. i always
0: worry about like hands and horse riding you know they get crushed right and like all of his game is touch yeah. like and he's whipping stuff around like I don't know why. I just always think of Kevin Love breaking his hand doing push ups. Right. Like I feel like that's, that's the kind yeah. of injury that's gonna do him in. It's like an unusual out of the blue, like his horse bit him. Something, he was yeah. driving a little cart. <laughs> like that's the kind of thing that throws you off. Okay right, right. But otherwise I think he's too consistent. I think that they know how to use him and manage him. Um his it's clear his health is great. You know, I love Jackie McMullen's line. She's a former writer of the Boston Globe about the Celtics, that he's not a salad eater, right? He doesn't have to washboard abs. <laughs> right. But he seems to have a mastery of his body, and I think that's just a natural gift. Some people have it, some people don't. He clearly does. I think he makes it the full season. Sure. I bet you he plays 75 games, somewhere between wow. 70 and 75. That's I more bet than that I they, thought you'd say. I bet he plays higher numbers than we think because I think that team needs him every night okay. um, because they're not as good as last year. I do think they sit him a couple of games because it's like back to back, Right. or he's nursing an illness, or you know his daughter gets sick. Like there's always something, something that yeah. helps him miss, right? Right. But yeah. I I bet he plays more games than the other superstars we were talking about.
1: Okay, let's move on. I got a couple more things to cover here. So oh boy, you really <laughs> of me. All right. So I'm just throwing everything at you. All right. I love it. Yeah. What let's I want to what I want to cover next is the playoffs. So, um. I, want oh, you to I know what me. sick game you're playing. <laughs> okay. I know what
0: you're doing. I want
1: you to give me one team that does not make it mm. um that did make it last year and then another team that didn't make it last year but makes it this year. So let's start Ooh. with let's start with the first one. Which of the, and you're looking at my screen here. Which of these teams Oh
0: yeah, I need some help just for memory cuz I've been hitting the head a lot. In fact, All right. you can
1: give me one from the East and one from the West. Which teams oh, okay. do which two which two teams do not make the playoffs this year?
0: I mean, the one that sticks out to me is the Grizzlies. Oh, you're um, kidding.
1: Whoa. I mean, they're a number two seed. The-
0: it's between, well, let me think. That's the one that's most <laughs> obvious to me. Wow. Okay. Because when you don't have John Morant. Yeah. Wow. Well, and then you lose Tyus Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, where's your playmaking? Well, that's true. I bet they do fine. I bet if Jaron Jackson holds down the paint, I bet they're doing okay. I mean, like, the guys that draw my eye are the Clippers. Kay. That seems to be a hot mess based off what the summer stories have been telling us. Okay. The summer is, like, this is a do or die year for them. The Clippers. And okay. And. Yeah, they're not – it seems their patience is leaving um, with Kawhi. They're not having a great time. The Timberwolves are concerning. Yep. Um, Anthony uh, Edwards is better than ever, and it seems that team continues to spiral down. So, God, this is hard. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I think – Shoot, I want to pull up like a full standings too, because I want to remember like just to, if you can, give me one moment. But why don't we talk about the East too, just real quick, because before I make a decision, because when I look on that side, like the Hawks are the one to me that stand out the most. That one's a better decision for me, okay. Um, in terms of who's not going to make it next year, because I do worry about that backcourt. I think the young Murray backcourt is. Something that needs to be addressed okay. and soon Fair because enough. their identity is very split between who's on the court and who isn't. Right. Um, but let me see. Uh, let me see. Final standings from last year. This is me flat out forgetting, so I apologize. Okay. I cannot remember anything. But let me start in the east okay. because um, so the Hornets and the Cavs made the plan I can tell you immediately the Hornets are not going to make it. I don't think that they're good. They just had a lot of drama happen with the Kai Jones situation. We don't need to go there. That was bizarre. Um, But I'm looking down this roster. I like the Pacers, and I like the Magic. I would rather take the Magic to win um, and make it into the – oh, i got to make sure this is the right year. It is not the right year. My apologies. That's what happened. I was looking two years ago. My bad. Um. So sorry. Let me see here. Because, yeah, the Magic didn't finish that low. This is where I'm, I'm losing my track. Here we go. I believe this is it. Yeah, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. Cleveland finished fourth because I really liked them. New okay. York, Brooklyn. And then the teams below the line were the Pacers, the Wizard, Orlando, Charlotte, and Detroit. Yeah, Charlotte finished second to last. That seems right. Kay. So I don't think um, Atlanta will miss is one. And I actually think there's a real chance we could see Chicago miss, depending on how the year goes. Really? Um, Yeah, I'd like to see. I think the Pacers are going to make the leap. I think they take over the spot for the Hawks. And if, God forbid, the Bulls fall out, I think Orlando probably jumps into that spot. I don't know if Washington is going to have the discipline to make it. Um, But they clearly have gotten better. They got better over the summer. But I think that they're kind of – like the Pacers and the Bulls are close, um, and I think Orlando is going to walk in the door there some at some point. I hope it's this year. So I would say the Pacers are more likely to make it, and then the Hawks are more likely to, to fall miss. Up. Okay. Yeah, and then when I look at the Western Conference, um, I'm going to mostly focus on the play-in teams because Los Angeles, the Wolves, uh, Pelicans, and the Thunder were in the play-in. That's a loaded. Playing it is, I think Memphis does drop and I think they drop dramatically. Um, and then I guess the other team I would go with right now is like I mean, the Pelicans, I have a lot of questions about probably more than the Wolves, but they've got a better roster, in my opinion, than the Wolves from top to bottom. Okay, so that's a coin flip. And then OKC is going to bump somebody down. I I would say the play in is probably going to be the Clippers the Wolves, and then maybe the Grizzlies if they can recover from the John Morant. Yep. Um, So that leaves the Pelicans kind of out and hung and dry. I think that this – you know what? I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to go with the Pelicans. I got a lot of questions there. I think that they are always one injury away from going on a six-game losing streak. Right. And I still don't understand what's going on with Zion. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the next big person traded. Um, Because we know the Knicks inquired about him this summer. Right. And we know that people have been calling. I think that locker room is a little more upset than in Minnesota, but it's not by much. I think Minnesota tries to move somebody here pretty soon. But I trust Anthony Edwards' competitiveness over New Orleans group think, whatever the heck's going on. Whatever's going on. Okay. Um, But it's close, and it's hard.
1: Okay. So that's interesting. I'm not a – well – I'm the, I don't think Memphis is going to drop that far. I mean, they were a number okay. two seed. I could see them being a six or seven. Um, yeah. And as far as the play, and or the, the teams that did not make it last year, um, do we think Portland's going to make a run? I mean, could they? No. No? They don't I, have enough? I think
0: if anyone's making a run, I mean, I, I look at the Jazz. Yeah. That's one team, because they're actually like, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're conceived. Like, I don't have a <laughs> word for it. Right? Like, they have a, they have a good backcourt. Yeah. It's not great. Right. they got a good front court. It's not great. They know what pieces they have. They know what pieces they don't have. And they play completely within themselves. And they're a well-run organization with a good GM that knows how to deal. Right? right? We thought they were going to be in the playoffs right. up until, like, a month and a half That's before true. they started. That's true. When they slipped. Yeah. And now, you know, like, another year, and they didn't change anything. They're consistent. So, I think that they're less of an unknown quantity. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Dallas is the one I really have a hard time looking at and being like, well, Mm. Luca. Yeah. But, I mean, I I just, there's a lot of stuff going on. Maybe Luca wills it in, you know? Maybe. And that's a big old maybe. Yeah. But, um, this, this league and the West is so loaded, it's so hard to just, like, look between it's just like millimeter difference when you're looking at some of these teams. So yeah, there's a lot of conversation, but I guess we should lean on Luca because he finished better last year. Yeah. But I mean, he's going up against some pretty nice teams. Even the rockets are a problem. Um, when you're talking about like, just you're down the stretch, you got seven games left. So you play the rockets twice. Mm -hmm. I I don't think most teams are going to beat them twice in a row unless they're top five in their division. So, um, like I said, it's time for expansion. We got good teams. Yeah. We got a lot of good players.
1: All right, final question. You already told me who your two finals teams are. Well, actually, I have mm. two questions. So we have. You <laughs> said it's going to be Boston from the East, LA yeah. from the from the West. Which yeah. two teams do they beat to get to the finals? Start. Let's start with Boston. Who do they beat to get to the finals? Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, I think it's Milwaukee, and I think it's it's an undramatic. Moment. I think people are freaked. Giannis puts up like 42. I don't know if Damian's a factor. I think that the Drew Holiday white backcourt is a perfect example of why you invest in that so you could stop a guy like Damian Lillard. Right. And Damian Lillard has not had have as, have as many playoff successes as you'd think. You know, he's had great big shots, right. and those will happen, but they can swing a game, maybe two. Um I think that this Boston Celtics team even though they're not flashy they're sturdy. Right. You know, they're going to be a hard out regardless of who's playing them. And the East, I mean Boston's biggest competition last year was the 76ers and they're clearly worse. Yeah. And then the Hawks aren't good as good as last year. Cleveland's got some questions. They might be losing Davian Mitchell. Uh Donovan Mitchell, excuse me. I think Damian from uh Sacramento right. Kings, right. Um, but there's a lot of questions up and down some of these great teams, too. You know, we're talking about this. We should have identified that, that the Knicks not might not be as good either. I know I said they might fall out of the playoffs, but and we forgot to address that, but that's when you know it's a long pod. Yeah. Um, and then the Heat, what in the world are the Heat going to look like? Like, that's a mm-hmm. weird one, too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Giannis is in that first game if they beat the Bucks. Um. Jimmy turned into Michael Jordan for that first series, so I right. probably will give him that. But yeah. I I do think that Boston beats Milwaukee, but it's there. I think there's probably like a Middleton is out. I bet that Damian Lillard is kind of hand tied, and then the bench just gets smothered, and I think Giannis starts putting up 42, like 10 and 8, right. something like that.
1: Okay, how about the West? Who do the Lakers beat to get to the finals?
0: Um, I originally had the warriors. Um, the only reason I had the warriors is if everything went perfectly and I doubt it will with a Chris Paul and Steph Curry backcourt. Um, so I'm actually going to say, I bet the nuggets, I bet we get a rematch. Rematch And I think what happens is it's just a drag out. I bet it goes through seven. Yep. I bet Jokic puts up numbers we've never seen before, and we call the we go false king whatever to yep. LeBron James. He didn't beat the main guy, right? Um, but I think that the overwhelming, the talent that the Lakers have right now, and that they were able to bring in, beats the talent that Denver lost over those over the summer. And they've got a lot of guys that they need to step up. Like yep. they they don't have time to do it. They need them now, and that's usually a um. A problem when you get it that deep into the playoffs is, hey Christian Brown, we need you to do something more than what you already did uh, in the playoffs, and that's it's a pretty tall order.
1: Okay, I have three questions left. I was wrong. I have three. (laughs) (laughs) Number number one, who wins the finals? L.A. or Boston? Um. And let's say Boston has home court.
0: I. I hate saying this. I think it's L.A.
1: Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. I hate the Lakers. I don't okay, like I said it. it. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> like it. I grew up I grew up
0: loving Boston, too. I just okay. have a really – like the thing about Boston is if the season goes the way I think they're going to go, um, they're going to be managing injuries. They're not going to be healthy. But the thing that gets them, if you take these two teams straight up in the finals, mm-hmm. let's say everything goes perfectly and they get their guys back. Right. They don't have an answer for Davis. Yeah. They really don't. That's true. And they have size and shot blocking, but consistently for seven games can they deal with his physicality? I don't know. Al Horford's going to be, what, 37? Yeah. Um, and last year was a miracle that he made it to the end. I think that Jason Tatum, Brown, Holiday, White, and a little Porzingis mixed in, I think that can get you to the finals. I think it's really, really good um they're going to be challenged a lot um you know we're dealing with a lot of ifs on this but i think once you get into the finals and let's say you go up against a laker team that perfectly is suited um where everyone's healthy you're dealing with a full healthy lebron james um presumably who's not taking any step backs because he's looked good yeah i mean he's right. continued to look good an anthony davis playing a smaller more focused role um, with guys that are committed to their role and a really good coach. Yeah. In Darvin Ham, a better coach than Joe Missoula at the moment. I just think that this is kind of when we're talking about way too early predictions, you lay them out flat, you say, what looks better? I'd rather be managing the Lakers right now because I know I got a good coach, I got good players who know who they are, yep. and role players who aren't going to rock the boat. Right. And Boston. You're relying a lot of your season on a guy that's broken his foot twice yeah. and then you and a guy that is thirty six years old and you felt lucky you got a good thirty five out of him.
1: But you still think Celtics go to the finals.
0: Yeah, I think they do because I think thoroughly they can match up with every team in the east well. do they need if they started in the West, they'd be different. Do
1: they need uh, to be the number one seed to make it to the finals?
0: I think as long as they finish top two, it depends on who they're facing, right? Like, yeah. if for whatever reason, if they get Miami in the first round, I think Miami beats the crap out of them. Like, if Miami yeah. was an eight right. and they were a one, different story. I think Miami will be a little better than that. Okay. Um, But I think they need to finish, like, one or two to get a good matchup and kind of sleepwalk because that's the problem they had last year. Remember they had the drag right. out with Atlanta?
1: Yes, I do. And they
0: couldn't put them away. Yep. Um, They need to avoid that situation, which – Again, we're dealing with a lot of ifs, and I hope they can avoid that situation if we're going to see them in the finals. But um, if not, if they can't do that, watch for the Bucks and just pray to God Middleton can stay around.
1: Yep. All right, second question. Of all the players in the NBA, and you can only pick one, which player needs to have a good or great year? Just absolutely needs to, or it's over. Not, oh, well, not, not it's over, but you know what I'm saying? like yeah, They yeah, yeah. really need to have a good year.
0: I'll just go with the first thing that popped into my head. I think Kawhi needs to do something this year. Okay. Because the Clippers are getting impatient with him. Right. The fan base is getting impatient with him. I think you and I can both agree we're kind of sick of whatever the dance is going on over there. Right, right. Um, He doesn't talk. He doesn't seem to be the leader of that team. He asked for Paul George, and he doesn't really seem to talk with him all that much. Like, they've built this team to win, and they've never made it to the conference finals with Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big issue when you win a title with Toronto, and then you're allowed to have the keys to maybe the most, like, the deepest pockets in the NBA, and Steve Ballmer. is building a new arena just for this team to become the team in Inglewood. And you keep drawing duds. Like, I think his legacy is a little on the line. Like, we're in danger of remembering Kawhi as – the greatest, like one hit wonder. Like, he was a system player yep. in San Antonio yep. and he was great, but he wasn't the best player on that team. And then he went to Toronto, wins the title, but I think of Missouri as the best guy on that team. The GM, right? To be able to piece that together in one year right. and to have the Stones. And listen, Kawhi deserves credit. He'll probably go to the Hall of Fame for that final. I think he should go to the finals for the 76ers round right before that, where he hits the shot. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. But this Clipper stint is a disaster. A disaster. I mean, I've heard of Paul George rumors floating around that they might trade him for pieces. Wow. Like, if they don't do something drastic, Ballmer needs to sell tickets. And he wants to win. He's about as competitive as anybody. I've seen him dance on a Microsoft stage, like, (laughs) when he's releasing Windows 94. Like, I've seen (laughs) this man go crazy. Like yeah. They need something, right. and I think Kawhi is slowly losing a lot of respect of the league in a weird way because he's widely considered a top-10 player, but we haven't seen him play consistently and not on the stage that a top-10 player should be playing.
1: That's a good one. Kawhi Leonard, I'm in. All right, final question, and I'd love to end on a high note. <laughs> which team, and I'm going to call this the Dumpster Fire Award, Which, which team? which team is absolutely... And the expectations don't have to be high, but I'm just saying which team absolutely is a dumpster fire at the end of the year. Mm. It could be oh, their record I got a couple names. It could be their I got a couple. Front office, it could be anything, right? Who do you, who do you got? One team. <laughs> mm.
0: This is hard. There's a couple teams I can see things going really wrong. I'll tell you who um, I – But t- I'll just – Well, I'll
1: tell you who I think. Go. Okay, so – Yeah, go right for Memphis it. Memphis immediately comes to mind, okay? <laughs> and we all know why, right? Yeah. Um, I also think the T-Wolves. I think the T-Wolves are, yeah. are generally a 500 team if at best. That's such a good point. And they, I didn't even think of it that way, do, yeah. They're doing everything they can to not get good, right? So yeah. I could see them really taking a step back um, from, yeah. from the East um, – the Brooklyn Nets, I always shake my head sometimes when I watch them, like, what's going on here? Um,
0: yeah. I feel like they're better than most because they at least traded their pieces well, and they're getting true. young. Well, that's
1: true, yeah. Um, and then, but
0: I didn't think about that. I thought, like, last place. So this is a good not, point, though. It doesn't to make. have like, to be last where place. Where are they? Just, yeah, just like, like what? who do you not want to be?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, who do you not want to be at the end of the year? Um, um, yeah, who do you think?
0: It's really hard for me to move off the Bulls. Really, I would not want to be the Bulls. What no. is, What is
1: their biggest challenge today? Their owner. Really, <laughs> okay. I
0: I don't like how the owner manages the team. Okay. I I just I don't like the contracts they have. Their style of basketball. That maybe you know on certain nights their best scorer only shoots twos. Doesn't shoot threes. Um, Zach Levine's contract is bizarre. Vucevic, that trade didn't really work. I mean, he's a great player, but they're at the point where I think they're losing the trade. They traded Franz Wagner and um, Wendell uh, Carter Jr. to the Magic, and I would rather have the other two. Yeah. Like, I I mean, they they lost that trade. That Zach Levine they didn't capitalize on. Yeah. they traded Jimmy Butler for parts and they already moved off Lori and who I saw in person and was a great player for them. Right. Um Lonzo Ball is already out like they're claiming insurance money on him. Like they need to figure out where they're going. Patrick Williams was a nice player but isn't producing the way they like. Like they have missed so they, on a lot
1: of things. They have a serious front office problem. Which yeah, that now, summarizes it.
0: Not only do they have they made poor decisions, but they've invested in those poor decisions. Yeah. Like, they put money down on them and continued because they're so worried of being at the bottom. They really are a limbo team. Where are they going? I don't know. They're paying superstar, t- like, money to non-superstar talent, and they're not trading that. There's not many places that want to take those contracts because they're so bad um, and so strange, you know? Yeah. Like, that's a team I look at, and I'm just like, what? what's going on there? I wouldn't want to be the GM of that team. Okay. Um. And then I guess the other one is the Charlotte Hornets are the other like I'm just glad I don't I I'm not the Charlotte Hornets yeah I just find that team to be very off putting this Kai Jones situation popped up right um, the Brandon Miller had some red flags coming in I hope he does well because I think he's a good dude yeah um, Lamelo Ball is your best player I don't know it's just a mm. weird it's a weird team dynamic Michael Jordan just stepped down as the leader or the main owner oh, right and now he's a sub owner. Like, they've got a lot of revolving doors going on there, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see them become kind of like the Kings where they're in the lottery for consistent years for, like, 10-plus years. Mm. It's not to be certain, but it feels like they've been there since, like, 2013, 14, since the Kemba years. It
1: kind of has, yeah.
0: So well, I don't know. That's yeah. a, that's a good question. We
1: will see what happens. I mean, the, the season <laughs> starts in ten days. It's a long season, and I'm excited. We'll we'll have to go back and look at all our predictions here and see which ones yeah. one's stuck. So.
0: Awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, this one could be a ghost that haunts me like last year. <laughs> well, I'm, I usually get listen, about I'm ho- 5% right. I'm holding
1: you to the Celtics-Lakers finals. I will put it oh, in my God, calendar. No. It's <laughs> Oh, God.
0: If a lot of things go right, remember that. That's true. That's the quote of the time. That's true. But I, I think what will most likely happen is once we get to the midseason, things will change. Right. Because if Anthony Davis, you know, tears a meniscus, obviously things change right. drastically. Like, we're building a lot of castles on glass um, <laughs> glass foundations. So right, right. We'll see what happens. But this is my, maybe we should just rename it to Ben's Bold Predictions <laughs> and just put it all on my shoulders. There you huh? go. It's all on um, you. I'm just here. So it's, it's for fun. It's for fun. I'd be doing some way wilder things <laughs> if I could to reason them, but I'm trying my best out here. All right. Um, but, yeah, any other parting thoughts before we get rolling?
1: No, I think that's it.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit the website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule.